Hey everybody, we back again. We're back. We're live. Uh, I'm Spencer, and of course we have our licensed clinical therapist, Naz. Dr. Naz. There you go. Uh, and we have our special guest for today, Vic, who is our licensed clinical therapist as well. Hello. Hello. Nice. <laughs> All right, so this is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and all the mental health aspects that surround them. Uh, we also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. And also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, so uh, we have... Um, we have a Google Drive that you can check out where we have different apps, different things, different uh, sheets and everything like that that you can take. Um, uh, and we'd like you to uh, send us a tip if you can, if you actually go through our Google Drive, because Nas took a lot of time to put that together. Just updated it. I just put a bunch of self-assessments and screeners in it yesterday. So there's even more materials. Go. Even better. Um, we also have some guests coming on in June this month. Uh, so please go check them out once they are actually out and about. All right. So with that, today we are taking a look at the movie Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Cocaine Bear. Your favorite Just, type of bear. Yep. The high ones. Um, Not Winnie. Unless yeah. he's oh dipping into goodness. the sauce. I don't know if it's winning. You know, he's a heroin addict. All right. <laughs> and so today, um, we're going to be taking a look at the first intro scene of the movie where he chases a group of hikers. And then uh, we go into where he's chasing an ambulance. Then we're going to go to where he's climbing trees. It's all a bear and cocaine. How are we going to talk about mental health with this? <laughs> I don't know. He explained it to me. I still don't get it. But hey, we'll get there. Spence on uh, too many drugs. Yep. Not cocaine, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, Nas, tell us. Tell us what we're going to be looking at and any updates. Uh, uh, as he said, uh, I've seen the number skyrocket on the link tree uh, for the assessments, psychoeducation, apps, and worksheets. So it's awesome to see people starting to trickle in on that. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to get into specifically automatic negative thoughts and, and how anxiety ramps up, but specifically the neurology on how this fight or flight or freeze response is inside of us all the time, how it kind of originated, why it's still there, and why a lot of folks have generalized anxiety disorder, and how this metaphor is one of these old school stories that I was told when I was growing up as a therapist, as a wee little lad in the graduate program, wee lad. Just a wee lad. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, because this crazy ass story that I talk about all the time with students is now a movie. And now I can say cocaine bear. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. Let's get into it. Let's chop it up. Hey, everyone. Before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. 
They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. Go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. I just ordered their apple cider and vinegar gummies, and I'm excited to try them. If you are looking for a high-quality, all-natural health and wellness product, Bubs Naturals is a great option. The company offers a wide variety of items that are designed to improve overall health and well-being. So go check them out, and remember to use our code DSP20 when you check out. And with that, let's get into the show. always wanted to see a bear in real life. First humpbacks in Iceland, and now this. We have such good luck in nature. Huh. What do you see? Hmm? It's demented or something. What? Can I get the camera? Yeah. Give me the camera. Demented? I, I, I think we should leave it. It's it's something wrong with it. Come on, come on. Ah! Shh, come on. So cute. Oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, Christopher. I'm not afraid. That's <laughs> oh, sweetie, no, of course not. What's up? Don't panic. What do we do? If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. But it's a black or it's brown? I mean, it looks We're brown to me. Appalachia. It's black. We had to fight it. How do you know? You're not a bear expert. Whatever you do, don't... Run! Oh, no. Oh, no. Run! Oh, no. I said don't run! Stop! 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 like this did you feed it cocaine no but you're safe bears can't climb trees of course they can then why are you up here It's okay. 
Back and went live, yes. nice and hot, like a, like a like a hot Cheeto, like Vic here today. I like it. I like it too. <laughs> it matches yeah, the. Yeah, I mention that every once in a while. So, you gotta do it. cocaine and a bear. <laughs> so we are taking a look at the first scene where the bear is going pretty much nuts and. Smack his head against a tree and killing some hikers. Well, um, I saw that scene, yeah, dude. I lost we're definitely my shit. Talk about mental health here. <laughs> no excuse to watch Cocaine Bear, but you know, <laughs> all good. Uh, so, Nas, give us some uh, perspective on this. Why this scene? Why this movie? What's going on? Why this movie? Yeah. Uh, so, I'll get into the story. And then we'll throw it into Vic to break down uh, some other things. Uh, so there's this there's this old story that we talk about all the time when it comes to, you know, why do we have anxiety? Uh, clients will come into the office. Why do I have anxiety? What 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 is what purpose does this even serve us to even have this as a thing, as a manifestation within us? And one of my boss says, well, you know, you can use this story as you know, back in the day live very different lives. Nowadays, things are much easier. Jobs, you go to work. It's just a much less stressful life. But before, when you're in the woods, when you're a human out there in a not normal society, there's animals. And I was like, okay, I'm with you. And she said, when you're out there prowling around and you're, you're farming, foraging and all that stuff, you're going to run into some bears. And you're going to be like, holy shit, that's a bear. And your body and your mind is always going to know like, okay, and the west side of the forest, this is not where I'm going to go because it's dangerous. I know not to go here anymore because you have that triggering response. You know that bad things can happen. I was like, okay. And your brain remembers these things because it's trying to protect you at all times. So your anxiety is usually a protection thing. It's always trying to protect you. So Vic will get into how it does protect you. Um, so we call it generalized anxiety, this fear response, right? Because it is for protection. And as us, as humans, our brains rarely think about like the good things that you have in life or shows gratitude or like, oh yeah, but look at all the flowers are at. You tend to forget some of the beautiful things that you see and you hyper-focus on the negative things, the tumultuous things, the fearful things, the anxiety-provoking, dangerous, life-threatening things. Why? Because we're trying to protect ourselves. 
Um, so the bear in the woods. As these days, there is no freaking bear in the woods. There is no bear in our life. Uh, now, technically, some of you could say, you know, maybe it's your grades, academics, letting your parents down. A lot of folks of color could say it's the neighborhood that they grew in, uh, grew up in uh, with violence. Um, it could people could say maybe it's their parents or someone else in the family, physical, mental, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, right? So that would be the bear in your life, what causes that physiological, mental response all the time. For most folks, there's no bear. But for some reason, for some of us in our biology, it's your your body's going haywire all the time. Because your body thinks that it's in life or death, that there is a bear, that you're going to die. So some folks, students, clients, are more predisposed, predisposition towards generalized anxiety. Um, it's in the family lineage. And so that's where we go with that, uh, is how do we work on lowering that threshold, lowering to where you understand there is no fear, there is no danger, knowing that if you go outside, and I'm not making fun of people with OCD and germophobia, but you don't need to have outside clothes and inside clothes. Like it's okay to like sit down on your bed from the clothes that you were outside or sit down on the couch. See, Vic's looking weird oh, right now. Frozen. You froze. I'm Am here. I back? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it Jufri? Who froze? Yeah, I think it was, it was, it's at my internet connection. Uh, mm. so I saw Vic do a face, and I was like, what's the face? I'll edit that. Uh, yeah, I was doing the face of your last comment. <laughs> yeah, so you, what, you, 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 you have outside clothes and inside clothes? I, I have a thing, like, I, went, like I, I took the kids to the track before we came home, and we were, like, Lily did like some runway jumps in the long jump pit. She would never come home and set her ass down on the bed. Like, go to your room and get in the shower. Like, immediately, like, outside. Like, no. <laughs> I, I just can't. And it's like a thing, like, I don't know if this is a black people thing, but when you've been outside and you come in the house, you smell like outside. That, that's the thing. I agree with that. And pe some, people don't, some people don't believe in that, but that's the thing. It's like, you smell like outside. Go clean up. I also think there's a gender thing in there too, because I think like a lot of dudes like we'll work out full blown sweat and they're like we'll be laying all over our couch. Ugh. Yep, <laughs> that's the thing too. I know it is, but I've got a lot of clients that they the germs. It's like a legit fear response uh, where they literally feel like they're going to die. I've got mm. uh, multiple humans that I work with, and if someone else sits in their chair, complete like they're just hanging out. If someone sits in their stuff. They will literally dig into their body with their nails and like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then they're like contemplating, making sure not to hurt that individual or themselves because they are in such fear of what is happening to their item in the contamination of it. Uh, hmm. So I'm going a step further. So there's yours where you're like, okay, yeah, you legit smell like trash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a step further where this fear response is obviously astronomically illogical overkill um, yeah. and so that's where i use this all the time and so now with this analogy i'll talk about you know they no bear in here we're good like life is good you're in college you're fine you're not in this house there where the stuff was going on but this fear response this fucking bear is not coming after you uh right there ain't no cocaine out here and i feel like a lot of students won't know what the fuck i'm talking about when i say the cocaine um but like this movie now gives me privilege to say it this was done. Uh, so that's my spiel. 
Uh, I can't wait to tell my boss about this. Uh, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the bear with cocaine. Like, you've seen it, right? No. Cocaine bear, right? Yes. No, her old ass ain't watching this. Uh, Vic, what was your... What was your initial thoughts and uh, about anxiety or about what this bear can represent and why? Um, so what I initially wrote down was um, people who are who have anxiety. Typically, it's a control issue. It's like you have anxiety because you're trying to anticipate or you want something to happen in a sequence of events. And when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh shit, I'm freaking out. This didn't happen. The role planned in my mind. So now I'm having this physiological body response because nothing's going like it should be or ought to be going. Um, so over time, when that happens to you repeatedly, repeatedly, or if you're hardwired or if it's like genetically, you know, passed down to you, you're always in this flight or flight response. And you're always like in a heightened response mode. Like I have to you know, I, I have to control certain things or certain things don't happen. So therefore, you know, I'm having an, a panic attack. So increased heart rate, um, sweating, palpitations. You're always excessively worrying about stuff that is outside of your control. So um, with people that I've worked with in the past as far as therapy, it's like, okay, so how can we work on controlling things within our with our, you know, our means, and then how can we prepare for things that may not happen or go as planned? But over time, um, that stuff leads to like heart attack, heart disease, stroke. Um, it's just not healthy to always be in that heightened state. And then you start to see that you're in a heightened state for like the smallest things that, one example I like to use in, in therapy is someone cuts you off in traffic. You get all upset and now you're, you know, you just heightened Ragey. up, you know, you're just like pissed off. And it's like that person continue driving forward. They probably don't even know they cut you off or they did. And they don't give a fuck. But now you're sitting there and you're in rage mode and you're just like cussing them out. And I want to do this and do that. And it's like, why, why are you doing all that? Like if we can control how we react to things that don't go our way and we can have better outcomes. So I think people who suffer from anxiety, it's like, okay, so what, what are some things that we can work on? What are some things that we can control and how do we leave room for growth? What was that thing you told me? What was the thing you told me earlier about the response? Um, what did I say? There's was just three the of them? response. No. Oh yes. The fear response. Fight, was... fight, fight, fright, or freeze. There we go. So, with that being said, we have individuals. So say you are in a situation where you have to defend yourself, like someone's going to beat you up or a bear's going to attack you. You're either going to freeze and do nothing and be attacked, or you're going to fight. And there's studies out there that show people, you know, jumping out at them and they're either like attacking that person because that's their natural response or they freeze and they're like, oh shit. So it just kind of depends on who you are as an individual. Like, are you going to fight or are you going to freeze? And it's, you know, I kind of wrote down it's survival of the fittest. So obviously, you know, people who have a lot of anxiety, they're always gauging situations like, hmm, is this going to be safe? Can I do this? Or should I sit this one out? 
So it comes down to survival. Yep. But like you said, we're not living in the woods. But there's, you know, still things that we have to be keen to out in the world. To there's still stuff you got to be cautious of. Uh, the other thing yeah. is flee. So there's there's fight where you're going to fight back. There's freeze, and then there's where you're just going to take off running. Um, so there's three of them. I'll be running. But yeah, you probably <laughs> be running. Uh, actually, this is, uh, and then we're going to get into cortisol and like some other science in a second. But uh, and, and and none of you, I will I will always say this: none of us actually know how we're going to respond in any single moment when we're shown a bear or the bear in our life in that moment. I've had people always say, like, I'm a fighter. I'm going to fight back. I'm like, you don't know that. Um, or uh, I would just dip out and run. Like, you don't know. You might be, like, legit in shock, frozen. Um, where your mind is like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Run. And you just can't. Um, mm -hmm. I've worked with many individuals that have been in uh, gun violence, fights, and right there, I got it. I'm going to be good. I'm fine. And then they freeze and they fall down and then right appropriate. Um, but they're like, oh, why didn't I fight back? Why didn't I try to protect others? Well, you're fucking terrified. You don't control anything at that moment in time. Uh, this is a SA trigger warning, uh, sexual assault trigger warning. I've had it where individuals, uh, both genders, have told me like, you know, I'm ashamed that I didn't do something because um, I'm a badass and I will like legit. I've had some people that are legit feisty as shit will fight you and have like verbally fought me on many things. Um, and they froze and they couldn't believe that they froze in the moment. Um, you just don't know. I've been put in situations. Uh, held that gunpoint, uh, held that knife point. And sometimes you freeze. Sometimes you try to de-escalate things. And I remember one time uh, when a bunch of family members were there, and I might—I don't think I've talked about it on the pod, uh, where I just like, I have to take action because we're all going to die. Uh, someone has to do something. Kid turned around, boop, and I finished business and everyone ran away. Uh, and thankfully, uh, everyone was safe. Uh, but it was, it was fucking nuts. And that lived in my brain for years after that. Um, in that moment, I found out that I was a fighter, but in most moments I found out that I was a fighter. I've also known I've been in car accidents and been completely frozen and cannot even move or speak. So I just, you just don't know how you're going to respond. Uh, my father will coincide that who's been through a lot of traumatic experiences. You just don't know. So for those of you that are in these situations and you think that you know how you react, be kind to yourself if it doesn't go the way you think it was supposed to go or the way you should have acted. You're really not in control of that. Um, most of us. Now, if you're like, you're like prepped for all that shit, there's a difference. Like if you're prepped for military and war and for all this battle, then you're it, technically it's not a physiological automatic response at that time. Now you're prepped and habituated to it. You know what's coming. If me, Spence, and Vicky know we're going into battle, into war, we already know that we're about to fight. And thus, we should be ready to execute. Um, if you just get thrown into some game or tournament, you're probably going to freeze and walk the fuck out. Because, like, what the fuck? It's like when you get into class and you get a test and you're like, what the hell is this? I'm going to go ahead and sponge by me my ass out of here. So, yep. <laughs> uh, 
So this is why I want to get some examples. Uh, I'll start with Spence first, and then we'll go round mm-hmm. robin to Vic. Uh, any examples of fight or flight that you can remember? Fight, flight, or flee. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm out. I'm about to volatilely or like protect myself or others. Or were you just like legit froze? Could be anything, a car accident. It could have been just someone yelling at you and you froze, right? Who knows what it was? Could be uh, a sports thing. To say, there's a time I go to like every year, go to my cabin, things like that. And a few years ago, it used to be like all my like cousins and stuff would go. Um, and one time it was me, my mom, uh, we went out on a canoe. And then it was my cousin and somebody else was in another canoe. And Uh-oh. like they were trying to race us and things like that. And then um, they like, I don't know, I, I kept getting like hit in the face with water. And then I we flipped the canoe. Um, then the canoe flipped. And then, I don't know, I guess I just kind of went to shock. I didn't really say anything. Um, all I knew was to like just swim to um, shore which wasn't really, it was kind of close, but it wasn't really. Um, but yeah, I wasn't even talking or anything like that. It was just like dead silence. Um, luckily I didn't, obviously I didn't drown. Um, but, but you swam to shore. You know, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so my mom was like, Spencer, Spencer. And I just wasn't responding at all. Just couldn't, you talk, out. Just couldn't yep. say anything. Um, that's probably one of the closest things I've had to that um i mean i probably had other situations where i was probably like Oop, i'm gonna walk away from this because i'm not trying to get into it with people um try my best not to fight unless i really have to so it's really trying to pick situations um and that's usually my brain saying that just like pick the situations to walk away um and that's like my immediate reaction is walking away, usually, um, not really just freezing. So, what yeah. about engaging? Just so fight doesn't have to just mean fighting someone off. Sometimes it right. could just mean like physical engagement. So, has it ever happened to you in sports where you've frozen, or does it normally? No, no. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty cool and habituated to that. I just execute. Yeah, usually I'm, I'm usually ready for any type of like. It, Cause I'm usually, I have like, um, I know the motions of doing something, but if my mind isn't into it, it's more of like, I'm not executing it to the, um, standard that I'm used to. Um, so that's kind of more of it. Like, I'm just, if my mind's not in the game, then I'm going through the motions, but I'm not really like in the moment. And so that's been kind of like, especially with sports, that's been my uh, perspective. And so, so. Vic, kind of the same type of example. Do you have any examples of it? And then also in sports, was there ever any of that freeze response? Uh, but oh, before God. you get into the sports, uh, any examples <laughs> that you want to give a fight, flight, or freeze that you're okay with sharing? Um, I got a couple. So, um with sports related uh during like winter break or christmas break however you want to define it um our coach will always give us workouts and so 
probably out of the five years I spent at Western, I would go to my dad's in Minnesota, and I'm like, fuck, I got to do my workout. And so I'm like, as long as I got all my extremities covered, I can get a good workout and I can go for a run, you know. So one day I went running in this park in Plymouth, and it's like on the trail, but it's the park all, all in one. And I, I stopped because it was a big-ass deer in the middle of the trail, and I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, yep, not today. And I turned my black ass around. <laughs> I ran back. I'm like, I'm not about to get attacked by a deer. It's not worth it. I'll just turn around. And it kind of stopped and looked at me like, and I'm like, I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm going to turn around. This is your territory. I'm yep. just a visitor. I'm a guest. So that was one situation. Instant um, shock and then run. Yep. Yeah. Um, my first experience at a swimming pool, just swimming in general, we lived in uh, Fort Hood, Texas, and my dad took me and two of my cousins, and I was sitting on the edge of the pool. I had to be like four or five. Once again, no swimming experience. I sl- like somehow slid in, and I just remember my dad yanking me up, but I just remember not reacting or doing anything. Like yep. I froze, and I, I didn't know what to do. And I guess someone was like, hey, like that kid over there is like drowning or, you know, help her. And I just remember him yanking me up out the water. And I was just like, Jesus. all right, I don't want to go swimming ever again. So to this day, I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> and I think it's because of that first yep. experience. Like I have anxiety that I'm going to be swallowed or engulfed by the water. So that's something I'm working on every year is getting more comfortable with water. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I gave up on that shit. If I can't, if I can't stand up in it, like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm no? I used to love, I used to love swimming, homie. Uh, but now like I'm like soup muscles and dense and like, I literally just sink and my shoulders hurt. Just That's from what I've been told. They're like, you're just all muscle. I'm like, yep. there's little kids that weigh less than me and have less body fat and they're swimming. I'm like, how can I not? Bro, so, my, my arms aren't strong enough to be paddling, bro. It's, uh, <laughs> Before I forget, I, I had an experience like Spence where we went tubing, me and Salim. And Salim's cool. Mm. Like, I'm a big boy. So if my big ass falls out the tube, I can't get in the goddamn tube. Like it is like everything to get into the tube. And then you got to swaddle around and it shit was crazy. So I fall out the damn tube. And I shit you not, I thought I was dead. Like I legit thought I was mm. dead. And I'm not even fighting like Spence trying to swim. I never even thought to like swim to the shore. Because uh, like we're going pretty fast. And I remember... The rocks were hitting me from underneath because you're going down the river. So they were just uh, hitting me. Uh, yeah. I was fucking terrified. My boy Joe that Spence met because we went with him. He said, dude, I looked into your eyes and he's like, I knew you were fucking freaking out. I was, bro, I thought I was dead. Uh, yeah. That shit is no joke, man. That water stuff, terrifying. Uh, so freeze. And I'm using these bigger examples to get to something in a second, but usually a fighter, usually you like respond to things in that situation, completely froze. Uh, I know what to do. Never been exposed to it. I'm sure as hell not about to swim because I seen that in the movie. That ain't working. You know, Jaws come out and get your ass. Oh, my God. What type of water were you guys in? In the Co- ocean? What are you talking Co- about? It's cocaine yeah. shark. Co- cocaine shark. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually With the rocks? next movie sequel. The ne- I know oh, that's goodness. what I heard. Yeah, there's uh, there's just no way. Uh, in athletics, uh, Vic, any of the freeze response? I assume you're a runner, so maybe not. 
Um, I was actually just talking to one of my teammates today that works at Western, but um, we both qualified for nationals in 2010. That was hosted by the Ducks in Oregon. And I ended up qualifying the 400. And they put me in lane one. And when you get to nationals, like it's a whole nother ball game. Like they have the, the, the speakers on your starting blocks. Everything's timed, all that. And I never get nervous before a race, but I'm like getting set in my blocks, like getting in my lane. And out of nowhere, like this nervousness and fear came over my body. And I was like, fuck, this is not the right time. This is not the right time. Gun goes off. Everyone takes off. I feel like I'm chasing everybody because everything's staggered. And you're running in this large stadium where you have thousands of people, which that doesn't bother me. But I was just like, I don't know. Like I freaked out. And I was just like, really? The whole fucking season? I got a whole fucking season. The, the meat that matters the most, I fuck up. And I ended up running like the 55. And I was just like, really? Really? You came all the way here and, and ran the 55? So Shit happens. I mean, as an athlete, you have good days, you have bad days. Yep. Um, I think I finished 14th or 24th in the nation that year. So I, I still made I made it there in yeah, an individual event as opposed to yeah. a relay. But it's still like, damn, like, oh, this is my chance to shine. And I fucked it up. Yeah, you, you pooped the bed. Uh, yeah, I did. Yep. I mean, after that, you got on PD. So it's like everything was good. Yeah. Well, I had to, I, I registered the, that following year because I had a injury. Yep. You just said you were on steroids, but it's fine. I just said PDs. No, you I know, definitely P- wasn't. Okay, I'm I don't just know say- what that means. Oh, if you said if you said roids, if you would said roids, I'd be like, no, oh. definitely not. But no, no, I've never done that. So she no, doesn't know what PDs. Anymore. Yeah, she doesn't know what PDs is, Spencer. But she's like an Olympic yeah. athlete. Yeah, I don't know what any of this is. Just uh, like I don't have a full stick of cocaine shoved in my butt. Is. Yeah. What do you mean? What? I never take any syringes. What? No, I hate yeah. needles. Yeah. Well, but never. Erythropoietin. Uh, so nope. Um, no one said you didn't like PEDs. So yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, she didn't, she didn't deny that she didn't use them. She's like, yeah, she I, mean, I did say, not. I like needles. It's she's like, like they, they didn't even test. Do you take pills? Yeah, they They're pills did. now. Yeah. Let me tell you some heroin addicts don't like needles either, but they gotta do what they gotta do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Spence oh. is spitting facts. Yeah. It, I, that's true. Yeah. True. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, here's a funny story about athletics and then we're going to transition back over to clients uh, right, offensive line and I know when the play is it's on one, it's on two, it's on silent it's on hut, it's on blue whatever it is, I know what the count is my ass would jump offsides <laughs> literally all the time because I'm in my, I'm not paying attention to the quarterback, I'm ready to false hit start. and no, so as soon as I hear something false start uh, so I never had a get off. Uh, my last two years of playing high school football uh, and college football, you're on the practice squad, so no one fucking cares. Um, yeah, because like they're just pummeling the shit out of you, all the seniors, and like, yeah, it was literally horrible. I had concussion first practice, different story for a different day. I'm like, yeah, hey, you're fine. Go back out there, idiot. Um, so I trained myself to not go until the other players went. So if you watch uh-huh. film for me in my senior year. You will see me late start a half a second before all, everyone else on the line. Because I was so in my head that I was going to jump off sides. So now I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to wait. Uh, 
And then that actually did bring peace. I can work on my form, my technique, but I'm always so ready to chomp at the bit. As soon as I heard anything, boom, I go. Uh, you didn't get a track then. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, we probably would have been good at track. We slow as dirt, but. Uh, get there. Right? Get there. Yeah, I'm wondering. No, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, well, it's going to go somewhere <laughs> no, real bad. Say it. No, I wasn't going that track. I was going somewhere else. You know, I'm a fast oh, one. God. <laughs> oh, God. Bling, bling. You yeah. have to work on that. Bam, bam. <laughs> I'm done. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was always, I'm always just ready to go. I'm always just ready to pounce. Uh, so, and also, if someone takes me out of the zone, what? So I get real jumpy. Celine gets real jumpy because uh, I get hyper fixated and locked in on things. And so other things surround me sometimes freak me out. Uh, so as we relate this to clients, these are like normal things to be fidgety about, to be anxious about. Obviously, these aren't super tragic and terrifying. Well, some of the drowning ones obviously are, um, but they're not bears. They're not something running into you that's going to threaten and kill you. Now, if you would have saw something more ferocious than like a, a deer. So maybe it was a fucking terrifying deer. I don't know. Uh, but then right, that cocaine bear analogy makes sense. But in our day-to-day lives, we like we don't face those. I haven't faced any bears in the last couple months. I haven't ever. Yeah, uh-huh. only in the clubs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was told my student I was one. So There you go. There you go. Yeah, like no metaphorical bears. Like I've had nothing impending doom-wise in years. And I've been blessed. I'm completely blessed about that. That nothing has been like life-threatening, terrifying me. Uh, Just small things. Small little inconveniences. Today I had a hiccup, a heart flutter. I was supposed to do a presentation with the Indianapolis Colts today that Spence knew about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my boy rescheduled it, and he put it on today instead of Thursday. I'm like, okay. Say, hey, man, send me the Zoom link. Say, what the hell you mean, Zoom link? I said, yeah, the Zoom link for the thing. We got the meeting today. He's like, you're supposed to be here in person, dog. What you talking about? Oh. I thought you rescheduled it to where it was via Zoom. He's like, no, we were working at home on Thursday. You're supposed to be in person today with your brother. I was like, well, that's not happening because I'm at work. And my colleague said, no, I'm already freaking the fuck out because I don't like letting people down. It's my high school running back, too. This is a big honor to do. My homegirl's like, just leave. You'll be there in an hour. You've got like an hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, no, because I'm going to be gunning it, going 100 Mm -hmm. miles an hour in 55s, and I'm going to fucking crash the car. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I was cool with it. He sent me a Zoom link. We still did the thing, and everything went fine. But I was like Mm -hmm. legit freaking Freaking out. Um, I think the last actually legitimately terrifying thing where I could not sleep and focus is when I had to take my clinical exam during COVID. And if I failed that, I would have to stay at St. Mary's in Winona and I wouldn't get the job promotion at Purdue, which was like 30 grand. Uh, That. And then I went and met Spence after that. uh, And we had Arabic food as a celebration. Um, That was horrific but think about it it's really not a bear it's not not life or death i mean it's 30 grand um so as i transition this back to clients you know some of us 
We're all knuckleheads, man. You always think this thing is chasing you. The anxieties, the fears, the worries, the shames, your parents, the people below you that are getting B's and you're getting A's or you're getting C's and you're worried about people with D's and you're always worried about class and status. And those are the bears that we face, not this fucking thing chasing us in the ambulance that's going to kill us. So as Vic said, how do we come down from that? How do we strategically work on the steps to maybe what Spence was saying, where it's more of a process in sports? And Vic is saying, you ain't even really got to be checked in sometimes. Your body will just go through the motions and you're kind of good. Um, and I've seen Spence too when we play. Like sometimes he's going through the motions and then someone will piss him off and then it's like, dead. <laughs> Daddy don't come to play. Good. He don't come to play now. Um, yeah, I don't like that shit. I used to have a friend, uh, Spence, you would have loved him in Grand Rapids. The name wasn't mm-hmm. even Joe. His name was Robert. But I would always start screaming, ISO Joe, um, mm-hmm. because he would ISO the shit out of people. And the yeah. other people would get mad at me for saying that he, he was going to shit on them. And then they would start roughing him up. And then he would shit on them. Yeah. Yeah, you talk some shit. When we play ball, anytime, like, I'm just like making. He's like, "Yeah, that's right. Fuck y'all." Like Jesus. If Spence makes a sh- anyone on my team makes a shot, I am talking straight cash. And Spence is like, "Dog, you need to chill." Yeah, because I'm not trying to get fucking. Like, I'm not trying to get killed because I'm okay. making shots. Yeah, and he was your wife. <laughs> and he said you couldn't yeah. read good. <laughs> No one says I can't read good. Hey, you said your cocaine was subpar. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. Um. All right. Let me look at the master list. Uh, Vic, what do you know about this thing we call the? Um, we're gonna do a little bit of science, a little science time, a little Bill Nye to science time. Mm. I like that. Nice response from both of you. You both feel like you're a piece of shit. Shut up. I'm like, okay. No, mainly because you just you stumbled on Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill. Bill, Bill. Um, what do you know about this thing called the amygdala? Have you heard of this thing? Yeah, once upon a time ago. Um, is it like decision making? No, so this is uh, the part of our brain. Uh, it's kind of like in the midbrain. Really tiny. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the, pen- nope, the pineal gland. Oh, okay. That's even smaller. Um, but this is the amygdala. It's the fear response. So when you're in those fight or flight modes, that's the thing that activates. And then, you, I definitely know you know about this, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Have you heard of those things? Mm-hmm. So, folks, those of you that are in physiology, anatomy, um, you're going to start hearing about this. Any science-related classes, psychology classes, you will hear about this. So that nervous system will skyrocket. As Vic was saying earlier, you grow up habituated to these things, these stressors, economic issues, racial issues, uh, insecurity issues in anything, abuse issues. You said it leads to stroke, heart attack, early, you know, adverse child child adverse issues. Um, let's be it's because you're leading to a shit ton of cortisol. So your body pumps out this thing called cortisol and it pumps out a ton of it um, because it's getting you ready to use muscle and energy and ATP very fast, fat very fast. It starts the sympathetic nervous system because you got to go, you got to fight. Uh, right? And so all of us have had adrenaline before in a game, in a situation where we've been yelled at, someone pisses us off, cuts us off. 
heart starts racing, you start sweating. Well, you start sweating because your body's trying to cool you down. It's trying to cool down your, your core temperature. Your heart starts beating really fast because it's pumping all the pumping blood, more blood to the major organs. Um, Shuts right? down digestive, stomach, all that stuff. It's like, oh, we don't need those right now. Correct. That's why you're not supposed to eat uh, too much before you exercise because your heart is pumping all the blood to the major muscles that you're using. Um, people report the numbness or tingling in their hands or the cold sensation. It's because the blood is leaving that area and thus it's getting cold because all the warmth and blood is going to the chest, uh, sorry, the breathing, cardiovascular, into your legs, to your core, right? It's getting you ready to run or fight. Also, your brain. So you're going to get really, really tired after having these sympathetic nervous system issues or uh, fear response issues because your brain's literally chomping through glucose at that time. So people are like, I'm exhausted after being mad. I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. You literally just <laughs> shot... I'm, I'm hangry. Yeah you're, yeah, you're hangry. You just shot your whole wad of emotions like you're done. Was it good for you? No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> it never is. Uh, <laughs> um, that's it. Sympathetic nervous system, folks. So there's ways to get you to calm down with this. And I know all of you are going to hate this. Uh, listen. <laughs> But it's breathing. It's the deep breathing shit. Everyone hates it. And I get it. You hate it. I get it. Taking a couple deep breaths, holding them. It's going to lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate, and thus you will be calmer. Well, Nas, that shit don't work for me. Sit down. Because you've only done it once or twice. It's like, it's got to be repetitive behavior. It's got to be let's part do, of your routine. Let's do it the real way, though. Let's do it the real way. Let me show you some shit real quick. Let me have you drop your shoulders. Let me have you breathe the correct way into the nose, out through the mouth. Four seconds. Pause at the top. Let out. Get the chest big, expand the stomach, right? And then get small. They're like, oh, yeah, I feel a lot better. Yeah, because you're doing the shit right now. I know. Uh, so there's that. There's there's temperature regulation. There's many other things that we've been over in many pods. As me and Spence talked about anxiety and panic attacks in TED, episode one of a three-part podcast. Uh, we went over all the symptomologies. There's ways to back it down. The breathing is going to be one of your go-tos in those moments. For a lot of neurodivergent folks, it's going to be grounding to lay on the floor or against a hard surface. Also, it's going to be a cooler surface. Um, if you are wobbly like me, lay down. Just fucking lay down. If you were like me at Disney World with Spencer and Salim, and I, we went on that fucking rocket, that rocket ship thing—I don't remember what it was. That the G forces and I got C—I got seasick. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Motion bad. sickness. Um, Both of you are like ready to throw up, bro. Uh, and I was like also having an anxiety attack because how embarrassing is that to throw up somewhere? Mm. I was choking it down. Sorry, folks. Mm. I was choking it down the puke. Uh, like while I was on the fucking ride, because I'm like, this. yeah, it was yeah. horrible. Um, I mean, I was well, close too. I was over did there. Did you throw up on anyone? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Where did you get a little sick from that too? Oh yeah, that shit was fucking terrible. Because if you look away for even like a split second, it messes with your um, just equilibrium. Your That's why they say in the beginning they're like, look straight at the screen, don't look away, because you will like... get sick. <laughs> Oh, that was horrific. Like, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, like, no, I probably the worst that yeah. I've gotten. And when we did the um, Velocity Coaster, like that was like I hated that shit. But it was way better than the G Force because that shit yeah. just fucking spins it's, you around so fast. It literally just spins you around, and I it literally you feel felt... like you're leaving the atmosphere and like yep. in a rocket. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I had the same type of feeling like I'm going to die. Like I was like drowning in the in the tubing thing. Uh mm-hmm. and we walked out and we had to sit there and Spencer's just like sitting there with us. We sat there probably for an hour. Uh, oh yeah. Damn. I had I had motion sickness for the rest of the trip. Uh yeah. and it was intense. I had to lay down, I had to buy some shit. Also, it didn't help that it was like really tight space. Like it was like right in front of your face, tight. Yeah. And so claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was me freaking out. And so I had to sit down, lay down, drink a ton of water. It was intense. Uh again, though, it's not a bear, but yet it had a physiological response of me being attacked by this metaphorical bear. Me being chased down and thinking that I'm going to die. Uh it's fucking amazing on how anxiety can make you think these irrational things. Uh, and it's so hard as a therapist to get people to change their mind and values that what they, they are, they're wrong and I'm right. They're like, how are you going to tell me? How are you going to tell me? I'm the one that's been living with this. I'm still safe. So you're going to tell me if I do this thing, then you say it's not going to kill me and I do it. You're going to promise me that I'm not going to die. Well, I'm not going to promise you that you're not going to die. Well, they said, well, why wouldn't you promise me? Because well, you could fucking die. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true, though, Vic. Right? I can't promise them. I mean. Yeah, yeah um, never make promises. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's a weird situation with anxiety, homies. Um, my go-to's consulting with people, getting grounded. Uh, so that's usually pops immediately. Colin Spence. Immediately. I got to consult, go through some shit, back down. Um, and then it's laying down. It's drinking cold drinks uh, and a cold shower. So I like cold temperatures. Those are things that regulate me. I don't know about y'all. Uh, do you have certain things that can take you down? Or when you're gone, Vic, your your brain's gone. Um, Music. Music you to you know if, if I can um, listen to music depending on the situation. Um, I don't. I'm not. I hate being cold. So going outside, I like the heat. I just I, I can't do cold. I hate cold. I hate being cold. But maybe um, if you were having an anxiety attack or freaking out, then the cold would be so jarring and shocking that it would reset you. Then I'm shivering. I just, I I'm just going yeah. through a, a different physiological response that I didn't really want. <laughs> yeah, but you're not dying, right? Sure. I just saved your That's life. Logic. You didn't know it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll charge you for this. Uh, I'll charge you later. You can DM me uh, later. There you go. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spence, yours is music too, right? As one of the go-to's. Yeah, music, and then just like physical activity too. Sometimes, like even when I'm like in a mode where I don't want to get up or do anything, like even just standing up um, and walking 
and things like that that really helps um because then i can kind of get my mind off of like what i'm thinking um and i can just kind of focus on like a physical activity instead that usually helps me um but yeah music usually helps um it all depends because sometimes i'm just not in the mood to hear anything or even watch anything i just kind of want to sit there um yeah and just not do anything so it's a vibe yeah uh so everyone what we're talking about is distraction uh so distraction can regulate you and calm you down um for those of the folks that have lived a lifetime of what's what tiff said is anxiety that cortisol can ramp it through you and you're gonna have be having these big emotional responses through any trigger i was talking to a human i said so your roommate did something like your mom's would do you good yeah, I'm good. And I said, you you sure? And he said, yeah. I said, I see you didn't go full on like cocaine mode where like you were going to kill her. <clears throat> but I'm surprised because if that was mom's, you would have deregulated and then just lost your shit. I said, uh -huh. you should take that as a win. That homegirl didn't trigger you enough. And she said, well, Naz, why are you spend so much time on this? I said, you're a woman of color. You will be kicked out of this institution so fast. So fast. Because you will be seen as aggressive. And you're not like these other kids. Because, right, we got a lot of folks of color on campus, but they're what we call the acceptable minorities. <clears throat> you wanted the good ones. You wanted the Asian ones, Indian ones, right? When I'm Latino, black ones now, now you're dangerous. Now it has derogatory terms associated with it. And that, and yet, in itself is traumatic and traumatizing because you have to code switch. And I hate that I have to have these conversations with people, but. I have to make sure that their fear response doesn't kicked in. That way they don't get kicked out of this country. They don't get kicked out of school. They don't get, sorry, shot and killed. Um, I just can't have that. We we can't have that. We You came too far to get this college degree to have a setback because someone's messing with you. But that fear response, hard to control it. And that's something to say for um, people of color. I feel like we're always cold switching. We're cold switching so that we can survive to see another day or to keep our jobs or to not be seen as being physically aggressive. So it, it does serve a purpose, but this shit gets tiring. It's like, damn, I'm always in prep mode. When I walk out my door, it, it gets tired, very tiring. We were talking about that today with the Colts uh, at the football team. And one of the black clinicians, black woman, she was like, this shit is hard. Extremely hard. Uh, and right, I'm thinking the whole time about neurodivergent folks that do code switching and mirroring to an extreme extent because everything is computerized. And it statistically, it shows high anxiety, high depression, and suicidality. Uh, and so, black folks, brown folks, other identities, uh, queer folks, it's intense. You have to hide. Why? Because the bear is if people fit, find you out or they see something that they don't like, they will hurt you. Financially, um, academically, politically, you will be demonized, uh, which is terrifying. I think the my biggest fear, technically now, my bear would be being financially ruined. Like that guy. What movie is that from again, you said, Spence? The Tiger Guy? Tiger King? Oh, Tiger King? I'll never financially recover from this. I will never financially recover. That that would be my what bear. A guy. Yeah. Uh, 
Any other any other things that you would like to tie up, Vic? Uh, planning. Um, maybe uh, some cognitive reframing. Um, as you touched on, like irrational beliefs, maybe challenging some of those things. Like, all right, am I gonna die if this doesn't go this way, or is this like an you know is this a rational fear that I should have? Or what what should be irrational and what should be rational fears? Uh, maybe exploring those things in therapy. Like, okay, what what should I really be concerned and worried about here? Um, and just kind of you know challenging some of those thoughts. Like, okay, maybe I could change the way I think. So then, if I'm ever put in a similar situation or a triggering event, I'm not reacting the same way or having the same physiological response. It's a much more moderated and tolerable response. Um, so right. This is not therapy folks. The link tree and the, and the stuff that I have in there is not therapy. We're just going through stuff, examples, uh, thoughts, case, uh, case conceptualizations with other clients that we worked with. I do have free worksheets that are available, right? They are not mine. Uh, they are from other places in the interweb. Um, but if you go down to the, uh, worksheets on the link tree, so it, it is segregated for anxiety, depression, relationship, relationships, shoops. Click on that. <laughs> there will be an automatic native thought wor uh, worksheet on there where you can go through it step by step. What is the thoughts? What are the beliefs? What are the emotions? If this horrible thing, I think that's going to come true. What's the worst case scenario? Is it actually valid and could it actually happen? What are some words or thoughts that you can do to refute it? And then it keeps going and going and going until you're into maintenance. So it's therapy in a can. Um, I would check out some of the resources in there. There's going to be a lot of apps in there as well. Uh, uh, we're going to start using all these things as a pod to like legit help folks. Um, so what Vic said, cognitively reframe your thoughts. Then maybe we can reshape some belief and some actions. And we can get you to stop freaking out. Freaking, freaking. <laughs> yes. Uh, Vince, you got any final thoughts? Anything to add about just anxiety, preparation, self-help? Um, don't give cocaine to a bear. No. <laughs> there it is. There's this cocaine in a, in a Char. container. In a container. Oh. This is a lot. This is probably like a million dollars worth of cocaine here. Damn. You never have to work again. I know. Yep. Pure cocaine. <laughs> I'm going to drive this All back right. to Michigan so I can meet Vicky. And she oh, can. Oh, my God. Will this help you run in the Olympics? I don't know. I am so out of shape, but this is prime age. This is prime age, 33, 34. There you go. Spence. Not NBA years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we'll get well, Spence ancient. can help us find the needles. I've got the cocaine and we're gonna make you an athlete. Oh my god. Yeah, we're just having a party. We're gonna put you I'm together just kidding, like folks. Yep. We're not doing drugs. We're nope. not can't do it. We're gonna no. put her together like Rocket Raccoon and too soon. Sorry. <laughs> Trauma response. Damn. And with that, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Uh, go check out, like Nas said, go check out Google Doc that's in the link tree. Um, go check out our merch. We have tons of it. It's great. Um, and 
go look at Bub's Naturals. They have a ton of health and wellness products that you can get and use our code DSP20 and you will get 20% off your entire order. So let's do go it. Go check that out. Yeah, that'd be great. So thank you Sports Illustrated. for watching. Sorry, Sports Illustrated. It's like good stuff. That sounded so weird. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Vicky, for coming on. Thank and you, guys. Yes, I'm Spencer. That's Nazir. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast. Bye. Bye. That's how the kids do it. They 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 swoop it up. I think it's like five years old, but it's all right. All right. <laughs> well, I swooped it up. <laughs>